Sometimes our commander-in-chief, ideally a polder of the law, fails to inspire us. Take the 1970s. Well, I'm not a crook. Or the 90s. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And now the 21st century. I'm an extremely stable genius. You're about to hear two attorneys make sense out of a legal system some say is a train wreck. Here are Royal Oaks and Connor Oaks. This is Too Many Lawyers. This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm Connor Oaks. And Connor, this is a really, really special edition of a very Too Many special Lawyers. episode. We we thought it was special last week because yeah. it was our 100th episode 100th. of Too Many Lawyers. Big deal. And guess what? I guess the sad thing is that uh, there are too many lawyers now and there were too many lawyers when we started episode We haven't one. solved that problem yet. We have not at all. We, we've shown some light on it, perhaps. Put the problem of bad lawyers under the microscope. But uh, highlighted some good lawyering too. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally that but happens. But mostly we got problems and gripes. Yeah. So normally we talk about the big legal stories in the news, but this is a holiday end of the year special edition, special episode of mm-hmm. Too Many Lawyers, where we focus on what we, we normally have as the ve- final segment of the show, the game show called Guess the Verdict. America's favorite. It is America's favorite, and I ask you questions about uh, oddball lawsuits, and uh, you have not been advised nope. about the lawsuits in advance. You've never met this person before, and then you get to guess the outcome. And, and that's like dessert at the end of our delicious meal of an episode. Yeah, and if you get the answer right, guess what? We we have a new sound to indicate you got it right. Nice. What sound are we going to do in the unlikely event that you get something wrong? Why even uh, think about it? What would be the right. point? We aren't even going to think about it. So this episode, uh, I'm just going to hit Connor with a bunch of questions uh, about real live legal disputes, and he's going to guess the outcome, and we'll just see how well. Is it a guess he when does. it's such an educated guess that you're 100 percent sure that you're going to get the answer That's right? That's why every they call time. it educated guess. Yeah, exactly. They, they use the G word in there. Mm-hmm. All right, are you ready to go? Yes. Okay. This has born to, ready. This has ready to, when I enrolled in law school. Excellent. Ready when I joined a firm. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, we've run out of time. <laughs> Drive safely on the way home, folks. So we start talking about a 69-year-old Dutchman. Okay, I already Emil, dislike him. Emil Rattleband. Why don't you like Dutch people? I, I, I like Dutch people. the wooden shoes? I like Dutch people Wooden shoes fine. or the tulips you don't like? <laughs> no, Dutch people or are the very prosti- nice. the sex workers sitting in the display windows in Amsterdam. I like their bike-centric culture in oh. many of their major cities. Big fan, actually. That's true. Big, big You've fan. actually biked through uh, Amsterdam, yeah. haven't you? Well, we landed in Hook Van Hollen. We biked all the way up to Amsterdam, stayed there, and then biked down and out across the whole country uh, on the way home. It was uh, really good. Sounds like fun. Yeah. If I uh, had the wind, the wind, I would uh, would have joined you. Oh, you could have gone. We bike real slow. So here's the deal. Uh, Emil uh, Rattleband, he's uh, 69. He feels he's been discriminated against because of his age. It's affecting That's his terrible. job prospects. Did someone make a 69 joke about his name? Is that the issue? No, I mean, but age? he did go on Tinder, a popular dating app, and he said his chances of success seemed to be diminished oh, because of his age. So he went to court to change his age officially and legally mm-hmm. in order to improve his job and dating prospects. Love so, it. Connor, you, you get to make an educated guess as to uh, whether or not his attempt was successful. What, what's your guess? Do you think the judge was receptive to his request or Good not? Good question. So he wants to be able to change his age on the dating app, and he's 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 
He wants to be able to, to deceive people. And that I feel that. Well, I mean, is it deceiving people when you change your name to from uh, Emil Rattleband to Wilbur Terwilliger? Is it, that deceiving people? Uh, it would be mis. I mean, an, an age is a, a fact about yourself. It, it would be like you saying, I'm a isn't, nice person. Isn't a name a fact about yourself? But what if, you're, what if your profile says, I'm a nice person, and then turns out you're actually Judge, not a nice change person. my profile to say I'm yeah. not a nice person. And they want, they, 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 it's locked in there. And you say, yeah. well, you know, women want to meet bad boys. So I want to change it to say not nice person, but instead uh, I'm a bad boy. I ride a Harley motorcycle and have tattoos and they won't let me change it. I mean, I, I, I good point. I, I, I think that this guy goes down in flames and loses. You know, you are actually right. Yes. Uh, the judge explained that many rights and obligations are age-based and that yeah. changing the legal age could cause many complications. True. I guess they're real. So the secondary question is, is this Dutchman insane? <laughs> is he out of his mind? Of course, you could say that about so many people who walk into court asking for various types of relief. True. Hence the podcast, Too Many Lawyers. Yep. Because without the lawyers egging them on with their handout for their 33% of nothing, we wouldn't have that problem. All right, you're off to a good start. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the case of Jessica Gomez of San Bernardino County, California. Like her already. Love has San to do with sugar. Sugar has 61 different names. I don't know if you knew that, but it's a very That's complex. Kind of confusing. Complex thing. Yeah. So it stands to reason some people might not recognize the ingredient of sugar when they read nutrition labels. And that sure. gets us to Jessica Gomez's lawsuit. She sued jelly beans maker Jelly Belly mm -hmm. for using the term evaporated cane juice instead of the more straightforward word sugar. That is extremely confusing. In the Jelly Belly food label. Yeah, I feel like if you're putting on there some sort of like chemical symbols or something, that's mm -hmm. one thing. But evaporated cane sugar is pretty deceptive. She claimed fraud. She argued the company was misleading consumers about how much sugar the snack actually contained, even though the total grams of sugar per serving was clearly displayed in the description. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So uh, what do you think, Connor? Mm. Uh, who won mm. this big legal dispute? Jessica Gomez or the je Jelly Belly folks? I think evaporated cane juice is pretty egregious. And even though they've got the sugar total on there, I think she wins. Uh, unfortunately, the case was dismissed. No! And so she lost. But I tell you what, what we're going to do is we're going to two bells if you get it wrong. Sort of mm. putting an exclamation point on, on the wrong. Thanks, I guess. I don't have a noisemaker for, I mean, we don't have a whoopee cushion. Or something. You if, you had, if you had noise. gotten me a whoopee cushion for Christmas, like I asked yeah. Santa <laughs> to give, but uh, you <laughs> didn't. All right. Well, that's okay. One out of two ain't bad. Yeah. Uh, our next case. That's a great batting average. That's true. Our next case involves a 37-year-old man from Austin, Texas. Uh, you know, a lot of folks have a, a story about dates that, that don't go too well. Most people just kind of forget about the ordeals as right. soon as they're over. Well, this guy would not let it go. He went on a date with a lady, uh -huh. and he was so offended that his date spent the time they were at the movies. Uh, they went to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 or whatever. A classic. She spent the movie texting on her phone. He claimed in his lawsuit that her behavior broke theater rules and affected his movie-watching experience. Sure. 
she agreed to pay the $17.31 for her cinema ticket. I didn't know. I haven't been to movies much lately. Are they up that high? They're pretty expensive, honestly. Yeah, maybe sometimes higher. AMC thinks if they charge a weird, odd number, we won't notice that it's ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah. and then, by the way, yeah, I'll have the popcorn for $20. Mm -hmm. That's where they make their real money. So anyway, she said, look, I'll pay your damn $17 if you leave me alone. Um, What do you think happened to the lawsuit filed by this unhappy guy from Austin, Texas? unfortunately... Uh, I think since his claim seems to be based around the, uh, the 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 loss of the enjoyment of the movie ticket, it's not like he's claiming emotional distress or something like that, uh, which is a real high bar to, to to pass. I think he he get if she's offering to pay the ticket, I think that's the end of it. I think she has effectively. Uh, uh, neutered the lawsuit by uh, meaning he, he's won already. You're absolutely right. <laughs> neutered the lawsuit. That's yeah. strong, language, strong language, but you, yeah. you got it yeah. right. Uh, so th- this is an interesting uh, point to bring up that people often say things like, oh, you know, I, that, that uh, incident really affected me and emotionally distressed me. Uh, it's hard. It's a really hard bar to pass to get emotional distress damages without a physical injury that goes along with it. If you have a physical injury, then you can say it's much easier to get right. emotional distress in the law. But if you don't, there's all these complicated cases in different in different states about whether you were had to be, say, uh, in the zone of danger where you might have been hurt by some sort of physical yeah. incident. And like in fact, it's come up lately in the Alec Baldwin situation ah. because the best boy and the gaffer and the script person, mm. they're all suing, yeah. saying, well, I wasn't killed or injured by Alec's wayward bullet, but I was there and I'm emotionally distressed. And actually, New Mexico allows a cause of action like that to proceed. Sure. I mean, the the classic case is the, uh, uh, you might learn and if you go to law school, don't, but if you do, um, is the, <laughs> The, the parent who don't learn or just don't go <laughs> don't go that was a uh, little bit <laughs> yeah uh, the parent who sees their child uh, hit by a car uh, and the the child has a claim of course and the mother says oh I have uh, this this uh, emotional uh, distress claim because um, you negligently inflicted emotional distress on me by hitting a kid and the response of the the defendant is look you're already going to get me for the kid, right? You're going to get me for the, the the pain and suffering this kid recuperating and, you know, uh, all this, this tragic, the medical bills and everything else. Now you want, like, what? where's the line, right? Where's the line where you say, well, dad didn't see the event, but he was certainly emotionally distress- distressed by having the kid get hurt. And grandma had to, lives out of state and only got a text message saying little Sally got run over. Right. But she's still distressed. And the whole community's really unhappy that the streets are not safe and the people are getting hit. So why can't the mayor sue? Like the real question is, <laughs> yeah. where's the line? Like what, you know, we have to draw a line somewhere on, on recovery here because otherwise anybody could be sued for anything bad they do by anyone. I guess the line in Austin, Texas is the dopey dating guys lose their lawsuit. Yeah. So that's yeah. basically yeah. it. Uh, when we come back... Um, a big lawsuit over a foot-long sandwich. Mm. We will return in a moment. And why don't we give uh, a Christmas present to all our listeners, Connor? Oh. Instead of having them sit through your request that they rate and subscribe to Too Many Lawyers, why don't we just skip that uh, this time as our gift to everybody? I think if this is unlikely to be their first episode. <laughs> we'll be right If back. it is, we love you. <laughs> That's true. We'll be right back. 
This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm Connor. A special edition of Too Many Lawyers. We are going through a, a bunch of really unusual lawsuits as part of our Guess the Verdict a game that Connor does pretty well at. So that's the entire episode. Are you ready for the next case? Connor? Round two. Ding, ding. So oh, this we have a bell. Yeah, we do. Ding, ding. Two, two. So that <clears throat> signals round two and a wrong answer. Oh, no, dang it. We're multitasking here. <laughs> All right, so um, everybody loves the uh, Subway sandwich, the foot-long sandwich, mm-hmm. especially if your name is Jussie Smollett, oh. and it's 30 degrees below zero, and the wind is whipping off of Lake Michigan. And Highly relevant. It's 2 a.m., and doggone it, you gotta have the sandwich. Gotta go get You could kidnapped. call Uber Eats, but no, no, his celebrity uh, salary couldn't afford that extra yeah. little 10%. So anyway, let's uh, give poor Jussie a break and just get back to the, uh, the lawsuit. A guy goes into a Subway sandwich shop and he orders a foot long. Mm-hmm. It turns out it was only 11 inches. And he's not willing to take this lying down. Mm. He has filed a class action lawsuit uh, saying they lied to countless people, including sure. me. They said foot long. That's 12 inches where I come from. <laughs> What do you think happened to this lawsuit? Yeah, a woman would never file this lawsuit because they're very used to being promised 12 <laughs> inches and being shorted. Uh, but a, a guy, I can see, yeah. Um, the the, uh, the the lawsuit, I think, uh, I, th- I think footlong is more of a metaphorical promise. It's like a submarine <laughs> sandwich is not actually similar to or like or looks like or the size of a submarine. It's just sort of vaguely sub-shaped. I think... If you're serving people footlong sandwiches that are three inches long, that's not going to Let fly. me ask you this. So when Coca-Cola says it's uh, 16 ounces of Coca-Cola, is that a metaphorical promise? <laughs> See, or that, is that I a real fluid ounces in, in a litigatable promise? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get a bag of chips and you crack the bag of chips open and it's got like two chips in it. And you're like, this is this is messed up. This but is a crime. Fortunately, there are chips available to be eaten to help calm you down. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Subway prevails. Well, here's the deal. This is kind of complicated. Um, they settled the class action lawsuit, um, and the settlement involved five hundred twenty thousand dollars in fees. This is not a joke. This thing went on for years. Oh my god! And the plaintiffs' lawyer, the plaintiffs' lawyers who filed class yeah. action lawsuits, yeah, it's a class action. They want the big bucks on behalf you can't of a lot of people. Yeah, on behalf of a lot of people. But here's what the judge said. The judge yeah. said that uh, this is not fair. The settlement you propose because basically only the lawyers get anything out of it. The rest of the settlement essentially gave nothing, you know, a promise to the world in general. Okay, if we say 12 inches, we'll really give you 12 inches of sandwich. He rejected the settlement and dismissed the entire lawsuit. Whoa. Yeah. So this was one. This is a hanging judge. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a win for the judicial hot system. Hot meatball hanging from his lips. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's I, a big I, subway fan. I, I'm not sure how we should... Uh, you know, I, I am definitely... I'm not a tort reform person. I, obviously, I think the tort system is messed up, but I think it's messed up in the other direction. I, I don't think there are too many frivolous lawsuits. I love going over these cases, uh, and I know that, that frivolous it's lawsuits... It's fun, isn't it? It is. Yes. It, it's a frivolous... You know, frivolous lawsuits are... A, 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 the, the price, in my opinion, the price we pay for having people have access to our court system. And the you know uh, the system of plaintiffs' lawyers getting a percentage of the recovery is also the price that we pay to allow people who wouldn't otherwise have the resources to sue. You know Dow Chemical or whatever when Dow Chemical poisons the the river and turns the the children orange or whatever. Um, like in Thirty Rock, it, it, this isn't a necessary evil in my mind. Even though I'm a defense lawyer who literally defends these kinds of cases, so I, I think it's an important thing and I think it's good. But 
Yeah, uh, when these class actions come down over minor violations and you end up with half a million frickin' dollars going to the lawyers, meanwhile, everybody else gets a certificate for a free footlong sub or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Obviously, what a scam. That's right. That's right. Well, we're going to give you credit for that one. Uh, next case, Red Bull. Red Bull has a slogan. Red Bull gives you wings. Have yeah. You that slogan? Okay. Uh, it's gotten the company in some trouble oh because a, another class action lawsuit, speaking Dear of Lord. such things, accused the company of using misleading ads and making false claims. The plaintiffs in the case, Connor, said the energy drink did not actually literally give people what? wings. Even figuratively, <laughs> it didn't give them wings okay, because so here's, yeah, okay. they said it didn't energize folks. Okay, They what? said the company lacked evidence yeah. to claim the beverage could improve one's focus. So mm. what do you think? What's your guess as to how this lawsuit turned out? Good question. I think they lose because I don't think the the I don't think there's uh, the, the rules in advertising don't have to say that you have to back up every single claim that you make if you if you you know put on some like false advertising is a high bar to pass you really mm -hmm. have to say foot long and only give you 10 inches or whatever you only have to say you have to really say 16 ounces and, and give people 14 or something yeah it, it doesn't actually um it doesn't say if you make sort of like normal product boasting like Elizabeth Holmes did, <laughs> but there right. are notes, right? No, if, if you don't go to that level where you're actively lying and misleading people, if you're just saying, you know, world's best slice of pizza, world's best cup of coffee in your in neon in your window, that's normal boastful advertising. Well, plus, shouldn't nonsense. Elizabeth Holmes be celebrated for stealing money from Henry Kissinger? That's a big win, you absolutely know. big win. <laughs> so the uh, the question. Uh, uh, the question I think we, you have to ask on this is, does giving you a bunch of jittery caffeine and taurine <laughs> energy count as giving you wings, increasing performance, focus, whatever Figurative else, right? wings. Figurative wings, yes. right? And I think that it's like totally- Like Clarence in It's a Wonderful- Oh, no, those were real actual wings. wings. Actual I think wings. it's reasonable to- uh, to um, uh, to interpret giving you sort of jittery caffeine uh, energy as <laughs> wings. I think that's a reasonable interpretation. I don't think it's misleading advertising. Well, uh, here's the deal. Uh, we're going to give you credit for that because here's the deal. It's a, I'm throwing you a curve here. They settled out of court, so okay. there was no final decision. But get this. The Red Bull people paid $640,000 to settle the case. Probably that was mostly attorney's fees. Probably mostly attorney's fees. Yeah, but but it really is. I mean, the tragedy of of these sorts of lawsuits is that they are often mostly attorney's fees. But yeah, because how much money on. do you give to each customer who bought Red Wings, and it turns Red out Red, yeah. they really didn't get all that energized. Yeah. They didn't have the wings. Yeah, very, ridiculous. Very strange. I, all right, I let's. Go, uh, I gotta go work at one of these plaintiffs' firms and make bajillions of dollars. Let's move to Kansas, shall we? Uh, Jesse Dimmick uh, was a fugitive facing a murder charge. So great, what great. do you do? When you're a fugitive facing a murder charge, you kidnap a Kansas couple. So he kidnaps these folks. At some point, oh Jesse, it's stressful kidnapping a Kansas couple uh, okay. and, and being a fugitive. And uh -huh. it's so stressful, sometimes you just fall asleep because, my gosh, you've been up for on the run for so long. Ask Dr. Richard Kimball. So he falls asleep. And while he is asleep, the Kansas couple escapes, Connor. No. They escape the what clutches of the fugitive facing a murder charge. So they sue Dimmick, yeah. Jesse Dimmick, for over $75,000 in damage. Yeah. Guess what his response is? 
his responses to counter sue them sure. for breach of contract, claiming that he and the couple had a legally binding oral agreement that they would hide him from the police. That's his cross complaint. So, Connor Oaks, so what do you think uh, the outcome of his cross complaint I would, was? I would describe a pretty that tough as one, isn't unlikely it? to succeed. I'm going to say slam dunk. The couple wins. So this. Uh, the the law legal concept that, that comes up here is, called, is concept in contracts. The law of contracts is called consideration. Uh, you can't just uh, have a unilateral uh, contract or a one sided contract where where one party gets something hidden from the cops. Plus, and there's the, coercion. That's that's another issue that one sure, might spot. absolutely. Uh, and the other side gets nothing. Now, if he'd said, "I'll pay you a hundred dollars to hide me from the cops, or a dollar, mm-hmm. or a single peppercorn, or anything," they would while say, holding a gun to their head. Well, he, there he we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> they, if they offered them anything, then boom, uh, you, that's a real contract. Now. Uh, but since he didn't, uh, even if you say, uh, you know, g- you know, give me a g- give me a, sh- a shiny new Giorgio Armani suit and the other person really happens to 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 want to get r- rid of it for some reason, um, then you get into like complicated issues of of is there is there some intangible benefit uh, that this person is receiving for for their half of the contract that's not spelled out? Those are the complicated uh, well, let me ask uh, you this. situations. What but, if he uh, said to them? Follow me on this, Kansas couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to let you go. Uh, I'm not uh, threatening you here. I'm just going to tell you I'm going to let you go. But I, I want you to promise. I want you to, I, I want you to promise me that you won't tell the cops. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm giving you uh, $100. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so goodbye and yeah. good luck. And doggone it, I'm, I'm going to head to the Northeast. But yep. I sure hope you will live up to your word and not tell right. them that I'm heading off in the Northeast direction. Yeah. Who wins now? Ah. So if they do tell the cops and he uh, is uh, sues them for not holding up their end of the bargain, um, the contract will be void uh, for unenforceability as a result of uh, illegality. So, oh, good uh, point. Not yes, not complying and hiding and lying to the police is illegal, and therefore, uh, well, lying to the police is illegal, and that's what he's asking them to do. And therefore, you can't have it. Uh, you can't go to the court and say enforce this contract where I told him to do a crime. It's like you hire a hitman to kill somebody, and they they you know ditch the deal. You can't be like, hey. If court enforced this, yeah, he, nobody was murdered, so you can't put me in jail. But you got to enforce this contract. What, are you going to go make him commit the crime? Going to go point. make him kill the people? So in this case, and then of course your earlier concern, uh, coercion is also a defense to the enforceability of a contract. If uh, if he threatened them Connor, in any way, you're like a maestro at this. You really ought to teach bar review classes to, to budding uh, lawyers, law students who are I'd fretting have, over the bar. Then I'd have to deal with lawyers. And it's, that's Talk true. To them, interact with them. When we come back, a lawsuit about the world's ugly. Baby, stick with us on too many lawyers. (laughs) This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm Connor Oaks. And it's a special edition of Too Many Lawyers where I hit Connor with one question after another as part of our game show, Guess the Verdict. He tries to guess the facts. He was not aware prior to this moment of any of these facts. Uh, Am I right, Connor? That's true. So this is not fake. This is not like Like 21. $64,000 question, all those crooked 1950s game shows. So you ready about uh, for a a story about the world's ugliest baby? So um, the story is uh, Jen Feng from China, boy meets girl, boy marries girl, and they have kids. That's what happened there. Uh, Jen Feng and his wife had a newborn daughter. And he, being a rather insensitive dad, says, Mm -hmm. whoa, 
this do- this baby is incredibly ugly. She doesn't look like me. She doesn't look like you. What the hell? Okay. He accuses his wife of cheating on him. Hmm. She must have cheated with a really ugly, ugly guy. guy. That's worse than normal cheating. Okay. That's embarrassing. So like- he's pretty resentful. Resent. <laughs> <laughs> he is absolutely relentless in his pursuit of the truth. So she tells him the truth. And guess what she says? She says, I did cheat on you. I had several plastic surgeries oh. before you met me. Uh, and the baby looks like the baby looks because that's how I used to look. Okay, well, at least you didn't cheat on him. Yeah, that's, that's, true. that's the good news. Like, that's um, the good news. You know, He sues her for uh, on grounds of false pretenses, claiming he was misled by her hiding her cosmetic surgery history. Oh so what do you think might have happened in this unusual legal battle? Her, Does he sue her the in husband, courts? The very China? sensitive husband? Oh, well, let's say it's in the American I courts. I mean, you can sue people. happens to you be a Chinese people. couple. Yeah, you can sue people in uh, in American courts for things that happened outside of the U.S. Yeah. Um, so who do you think might have won this, uh, this fight? Wow. Um... So I think the woman is fine. It, I don't. I don't think that there's any uh, explicit representation. Fine in uh, what sense? She's looking mighty fine because of the surgeries, of the surgeries or yeah. fine legally. I think uh, husband loses, wife wins. Uh, I don't think there's any sort of cause of action here for um, I was harmed by my child, my progeny being unattractive. So it's, it doesn't matter whether she misrepresented or lied or said I was I be- I'm beautiful. I was always beautiful, even if she said. You're going to have beautiful children. I, I don't think that he's harmed in any way by having ugly children, so he can't prove any sort of damage. Um, so I think he loses on that. I'm going to have to hit the bell twice. No! Because he actually won the lawsuit. Oh, my and God! He won $120,000. What? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the judge clearly believed that the poor guy was uh, totally ripped off. Gotta, you got to feel for him, you know, kind of false pretenses for her not to say anything about the surgery. I mean, I, although maybe look, most people who've had plastic surgery don't tell. Don't bring the it folks up. They're no, dating. probably not. Maybe the rules should be the night before the wedding. You have to disclose I, look, it in I, writing and I have a doctor's understand. affidavit. Like. She, How was he harmed by she, having an ugly daughter? She used daughter? to look like Jesse Ventura, and now she looks like Christy Brinkley. Does he think? Know. Does he think that she's gonna have? She was gonna have a modeling career, and he lost out on the profits. <laughs> like I don't understand. How is this her? His like. I don't get it. <laughs> well, you can't win them all, Connor. You have a very good batting average here. Oh, my God. All right, let's go to New York City, shall we? A woman has an unfortunate accident. She falls down the stairs at the Grand Central subway station, injuring her foot and ankle. Now, uh, what caused this? Uh, she had seen, as she was walking down the stairs, an oversized scary poster for the popular Showtime series, Dexter. Very scary. The poster showed the face of the main character Mm -hmm. under a plastic wrap with his eyes open. And she claimed this was disturbing, provocative, shocking, and fear-inducing, causing her to stumble and trip and injure her foot and ankle. And so she, of course, files a lawsuit against the Grand Central Subway Station and against the network Showtime. Who do you think won the litigation? Interesting. It's a tough one, isn't it? If you had Halloween decorations up at your train station or something, and it was like a a scary witch, and it had glowing eyes and and, and a speaker... (laughs) And when people aren't all around, witches scary, yeah. It's true, well, it's then true. you probably shouldn't have said scary not, witch because that's, that's a little scary. redundant. They're not scary. No. Um, Wait, Glinda, the good Glinda witch of the, the north. Witch, Nothing absolutely. scary about her. That's true, absolutely. So I think if if uh, if you had a Halloween decoration that popped out and yelled, 
mm-hmm. at people as they walked down some slippery That's stairs. Good witch. Thank you. Yeah, um, just like uh, Dorothy. You would have a, a legitimate claim to, you know, the, the witch pops out right at you while you're on the stairs. You mm-hmm. fall down. Sure. The question really is, was this poster so provocative <laughs> and placed so, you know, in such a dangerous location where people who might be shocked, predictably shocked by a frightening poster, would then like fall down the stairs. I think that's a really factual inquiry. And so it's hard to know from my memory of the uh, Dexter posters. They're just (laughs) they're just a very attractive actor under a plastic sheet like a corpse. It doesn't that's not that's not a witch popping out and screaming at you. That is not a skeleton, you know, uh, that, that yells. Uh, you know, while you're walking down a slippery yeah. staircase. I, I, I don't think this is scary enough, so I think she loses. You're right. Yes. The judge dismissed the lawsuit, said the network was under no obligation to maintain the stairs at the station or that it created a dangerous condition. Oh, yeah, the network is fine. The question really is the station. Yeah, well, no, nobody was able to... Uh, she was able to recover either. against anybody. Yeah. I, I think, though, she's on to something because it was a pretty scary, disturbing show. The thing that bothered me about it, I mean, if, folks, if you don't know the premise of it, uh, you know, he's a police guy, you know. He's a murderer. He, and he's a murderer. And he figures out that there are some terrible people, child molesters, murderers, who escape justice. But he absolutely knows they're guilty. And so he takes it on himself to kill them. Right. And the problem is after a few seasons, they kind of ran out of storylines. And so then they figured, well, let's shake it up. Let's have him kill somebody that, you know, there's a clerical error, the guy. I really wasn't killed. Yeah. So, you know, he's killing Mother Teresa. <laughs> he's killing, you know, orca whales. Yeah. You know, he's getting the, so much plastic wrap from Walmart. <laughs> to, I, I found the whole thing disturbing. The yeah. Idea that he was, you know, some sort of a vigilante killer, yeah. uh, you know, gets a subway shooter. It is horrible. And then it's even more disturbing when they run out of ideas yeah. about bad guys. So it is I think I would have fallen down the stairs too. Absolutely. So I don't really like the fact that she lost her lawsuit. All right, are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay, Richard Overton uh, is a guy who, well, he bought uh, Anheuser-Busch beer because he claims he fell for the company's ads showing beer's ability to enable uh, scenic tropics, uh, tropical settings and beautiful women and men engaged in unrestricted merriment. That's how his creative writing lawyer put it. Nice. So um, fact is, he drank a lot of this beer and none of that good stuff happened. No women, <laughs> no tropical settings, no nothing. That has not been my experience with beer. Every time I take a sip of a Budweiser. Works like a charm. Now, it's not he didn't sue Corona like to be transported to a tropical beach. He sued Budweiser. Budweiser. Budweiser's ads are like, you're going to stand in a parking lot next to a pickup truck (laughs) and a fat guy in a football jersey is going to chest bump you into a Prius. Maybe, but I I think there must have been some commercials for for Budweiser that that made you think of Hawaii and Tahiti. So anyway. Prancing horses. I don't know. So he claims that this was basically false advertising. Uh, Who do you think won the lawsuit? Is it Mr. Richard Overton or was it the Anheuser-Busch folks? Anheuser crushes him. uh, There's no promises made. Uh, People, just happy people enjoying the product is normal product bluster. Uh, It's not even like Red Bull that says gives you wings. It's not like they're making any sort of promise about what the the drink will do. In this case, it's literally just uh, pictures of happy, smiling people. So we're safe. (laughs) We have time for one more case. Do I get a bell Oh, you've got a single bell. Sorry. Thank you. I I forgot. Hey, I'm going to give that. I'm so bad about that. No, no, don't give me another. Oh, I was going to give you a second one. You almost gave me another. We won't do that. All right, last suit. Uh, Holy Litigation is the introduction to this. It's a story worthy of Gotham City tabloids. Mm. Um, The mayor of Batman 
It's a city in southeastern Turkey called, called Batman. Batman, right? Not he, Bateman, Batman, but Batman. Right. He Love says it. he's going to sue Warner Brothers and movie director Christopher Nolan for using the name of the Turkish city, Batman, without permission for the, in, uh, using it in the film. Brilliant. The city's mayor... Hussein Kalkan wanted compensation from the movie's royalties, claiming the movie's success had negative psychological effects on the city's residents. Sure. People in Batman, Turkey are walking around with their heads down. Sad. And he said it hurt local businesses trying to register in other countries. Sounds a little Borat-like, doesn't yeah. it? All right. Okay, so, so they want like uh, the Batman movie cultural center or the bat they want to have batman.com or they can't get it or they want to register their trademark for the Batman movie yeah. club and they can't because basically it's Batman taken. wants a lot of money over in Turkey. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I think I think it's a loss. I think the Batman loses. Um I think that uh, there's a, a there's a part of, you know, copyright uh law um, it's not really relevant. It's not really a copyright claim. They're not really saying that we had Batman copyrighted and thus we're going to federal court where copyrights are disposed of, uh, issues are disposed of, and saying they're infringing on a copyright. They're just saying you harmed us. But it's analogous to copyright law. And a lot of times in law, even if you're in a different area of the law, they'll, they'll branch out, they'll feel out areas of law, and they'll say this is analogous to copyright. And in those situations... There really is a difference between if you were a movie studio or film company or you'd written a character uh, in a story named or called Batman, that's very different than a town called Batman. So right. I think they lose because a town called Batman is too different than a superhero in America called Batman. So before I give you the answer, I want to hit you with a jury selection question because uh, you've tried a couple of jury yeah. cases recently. Uh -huh. So you're, you're kind of into the whole voir dire situation. Oh, yeah. Love it. Let's assume that Batman Turkey files a lawsuit. Yeah. Let's assume it goes through the litigation process, discovery, motions for summary judgment, mediation <clears throat> doesn't work. So now you're in front of a jury. Yep. You're picking the jury. And you happen to notice as the uh, lawyer for Batman Turkey, you happen to notice just by coincidence. coincidence. I mean, it can happen. Yeah. Every single person on the jury pool is Armenian ancestry. Sure. Or Turkish. Uh, no. Oh, Armenian. Oh, right. Armenian of course. Ancestry. Yes. So what do you do? Do That's you tough. take the judge aside and say, you're on? Or do you ask questions in open? How would you handle this? And do you think yeah. it would be fair for a, a jury consisting of folks with Armenian ancestry yeah. to judge That's the a Batman really tough Turkey so case? The basic underlying fact here is that there is uh, animosity, historical animosity between uh, Turkey and Armenia. Uh, you could say, to put it mildly. Yes. Uh, so then in the American law context, you've got um, the problem of uh, the problem of people's constitutional rights. Oh, those darn constitutional <laughs> rights. Finally, uh, you're coming over to my side. <laughs> I knew 100 episodes of this podcast to get to you. And uh, people... Yeah, burn the constitutional rights. People have, uh, you know, you can't discriminate against jurors on the basis of national origin. That's one of those factors like uh, race, like uh, gender and, and national origin, uh, religion. Sexual orientation. Sexual orientation. These, these special uh, protected categories. Uh, notably, uh, gender uh, recently added to that list. In the 1980s, uh, Justice Antonin Scalia wrote a dissent saying, uh, I should be able to discriminate against women or men on the jury on the basis of sex. But, you know, Antonin was wrong about a lot of stuff. Uh, but it, it passed, even though uh, the majority agreed, hey, we should add uh, gender to this list. Uh, OK, so the, you've got uh, you've got uh, this difficult, complicated legal issue of maybe this protected category of uh, of um, uh, of national origin uh, means that these people will be biased. Well, the answer is, uh, sorry, you're out of luck. 
your SOL, folks, you've got to deal with the jurors that you get. If if you have a defendant who is a woman and you have 12 male men on the panel, you cannot strike them uh, on the basis of gender or national origin or anything else uh, just because you think that they're, uh, they will be biased because they are a different gender from the defendant. Uh, you may ask them questions and you may elicit answers from them. Complicated, deep, you know, probing questions where you really get at. Are you, you know, uh, do you hate feminists? Uh, do you, do you uh, uh, believe that women belong, you know, in the workplace? Uh, do you so probing uh, have questions problems with your mother? Like you can ex- ask them very personal Would an example questions. of probing questions be what did the aliens do to you when they abducted yeah, you in exactly, the spaceship? Exactly. That's, that's what I was referencing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and you may ask them these questions and, and try to elicit answers from them that reveal that they really are biased. So you would really have to voir dire these, uh, these folks real hard to find out if they're biased on the basis of this historical, longstanding animosity between uh, uh, the Armenians uh, and uh, Turks uh, because uh, horrific things have been done uh, to uh, mostly to the Armenians. Uh in this, uh, you know, national di- fight. But it's the same thing if, if you know, you think that, you know, uh, uh, this person on the, the, the jury is Jewish and my defendant is German and they're going to hold a grudge. I mean, you don't know whether these people are actually not going to hold a grudge. Well, they can be totally fair and you have to give them their due and every opportunity uh, to uh, to show you that they can be fair-minded uh, I- I- during the voir dire selection process. And that's why voir dire can take days sometimes where you question all these jurors and find out whether there really is something uh, there that might cause them to yep. be, uh, yeah, it's, to be it's prejudiced. It's quite a process. All right, so getting back to the case, what do you say? Uh, the Batman Turkey folks, uh, do you think uh, they yeah, prevailed I in, think, in the lawsuit? I think Batman Turkey loses because Batman the City is too different than Batman the Superhero. You're right. Yes! And actually, it's, it's even better than that. Somebody talked Batman into not even filing, and so... Nice. They threatened to file, but they never actually did it. They knew they would have lost. Threw you another curve. Yeah. Well, my gosh, we got through a lot of great cases. We did. A special edition. We made it through a, I'm not going to say great year, but another year. Yeah. In a sense, maybe better than 2020, but they were both pretty terrible. So let's uh, hope for a much better 2022, Connor. Uh, We'll go for another 100. Absolutely. See you next time on Too Many Lawyers. Too Many Lawyers.